Welcome to episode 18 of Devil's Trap Podcast. This week, we learn fun lessons like you don't get sick from open windows. We'll give you some really good tips for going through TSA in Wisconsin with sausage and cheese. And we'll talk about Albanian witches or drunken bees. All right. You ready to do this? Let's do it. episode 18 of devil's trap podcast i'm diana hey i'm liz and this week we're going to talk about something wicked Ooh, something wicked mm-hmm. which sounds a lot better than it is uh i don't know <laughs> i mean not this episode wasn't wicked but it really wasn't you're like something wicked this way come it's like implies something much more wicked than what actually happened in here but whatever um before we get into the episode so diana is drinking tea i am it's it's uh it's a hot tea night for me um my birthday is quick approaching and it is a milestone birthday so my uh sister and some dear friends took me to brunch yesterday and there was a lot of lot of lot of lot of sparkling wine and then we went um, from there and I met up with my husband and some of our car club friends. And then there was a lot, a lot, a lot of beer. And then I went to bed. And so tonight I decided that I'm a little stressed out because we're getting ready to go on vacation, works, whatever. And I drank all day yesterday. So I'm going to drink hot tea tonight instead of alcohol. Seems like, sure. seems like I'm being responsible. I don't know. You are. You're very responsible. <laughs> Whereas I, since I did not drink bubbles yesterday, am actually drinking a legit champagne, like Ooh. actually from champagne. Wow. And um, really, I like cheap ass kava better. I oh. think is, but it came when I was doing like a, a wine delivery from uh, Twin Liquors today. I was like, oh, champagne, like it's on sale. Like yeah. I will drink, I will get this like relatively moderately priced bottle and yeah, no, it's just depressing. And I'm like, oh, I wish you tasted Aww. better. But now I had to drink the whole fucking thing because it's bubbles. Because, so yeah, you can't you can't close it up once you once you pop the bubbles, you gotta finish it. Yeah, yeah no, you can't recarbonate this. It would end up like the time I tried to recarbonate the beer and like, oh and it exploded. And exploded all over the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things you things you learn. Liz a science experience. Experiments. Liz a science experiments. You can't recarbonate booze. This is the hardest you try. Uh, that's like when everybody got their soda streams and wanted to figure out if you could like carbonate your actual liquor and i don't think you can but i decided to to listen not try well i mean theoretically it's what it says it says i can put like regular wine in there and make it sparkling wine but i have never tried it because that seems weird and i don't just i don't want to waste my wine so i'm like no i know you're good like this like i'm not gonna put you in there like and not gonna risk it I'm not going to risk it, you know, and who knows, I could be missing out on something, but, uh, yeah, so. I don't know the struggle struggle is real. Yeah. I've been on, I've been on, I've been on a roll. We, uh, you know, I've been, I've been doing all my, my pre-birthday primping. I've got, got a facial the other day, got pedicure nails done, went and had girls brunch followed by sitting outside at a patio at in Dallas, um, drinking some beers. And so, uh, we are officially on the countdown in a few days we're heading to belize for a long weekend and uh super excited about that very much so and pretty much have pretty much told work i may not come back i don't know <laughs> i we're we'll see i mean my passport expires in six months so belize is probably gonna kick me the fuck out and be like you need to go don't say that like, don't say that don't say that it's exactly to the day it should be fine okay. um but yeah, I mean, literally I checked. It's like literally to the day when we land that is six months from then. So I'm assuming that it's going to be like, Hey, we want your tourism dollars. And I'll yeah. be like, I'll mention you in the podcast, dude. If you want to, <laughs> you want to let me <laughs> in, I'll make, I'll make you look legitimately not famous, but you know, <laughs> on that 
just as a reminder, if you're not following us on Instagram, I know you'll we'll, we'll give the little bumper at the end too. We are so close to a little tiny milestone of followers. So be sure you're following us on Instagram. We try to share some fun stuff. Listen, created an amazing Satan's pickles video. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Uh, with the help of um, my our our audio engineer, my dear husband uh, Dave, who uh, who did the the voiceover for it. So Satan's pickles video is hilarious. It is. It's not like skanking pickle. It's no. Satan's pickles. Satan's Just so pickles. you know, I'm not I'm not infringing on our very old ska band. I'm not really no. old, not very old, uh, but I uh, yeah. Is it? I mean, it's all relative nowadays, right? God, when's the last time I listened to skanking pickle? Shit, like now I'm like. They don't pop up on like the the ska playlist on Spotify. Like they do, like like they play so much "Me First" and the "Gimme Gimme's" on there, which I enjoy "Me First" and the "Gimme Gimme's," but I don't need that much of them. Same, same. I really like them, but (sighs) well. All right. Your algorithm sucks, Spotify. Get better. Learn more and more <laughs> ska bands. Um, okay, so let's talk about this episode. So Something Wicked. We are season one, episode 18. This first aired April 6, 2006. So we moved into April, um, which actually has some influence and in some things for lore later, which I think will be interesting. But uh, this was directed by Whitney Ramsick. Uh, only episode he or she, Whitney, is that a, is that a dual name? I don't know. Dual name. Uh, uh, only episode they directed. Um, it was written by Daniel Knauf, or Knauf. I think it's Knauf, K-N-A-U-F. Uh, and this is his only episode of Supernatural, but he was the creator and executive producer of the HBO series Carnival, which oh. I love that show. And I hate the way it ended because it just ended abruptly because HBO, you suck. But I would like for the, someone to pick it up, and but now it's too late and probably couldn't. But I don't, did you ever watch it? I did not. It looked really cool, but I never watched it. Yeah, beautiful show, like full of like circus people and just the co- it was costume porn and yeah. also like sideshow things, which I love. And yeah, yeah it was it was just a great show, but it did not last long enough because oh. people don't have the proper aesthetics to get it on chairs or whatever. So, hmm. anyways, that's all I have for uh, the the background. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the majority of this episode takes place in Wisconsin. Actually, all of it takes place in Wisconsin. Um, and Wisconsin. so uh, we kick off with a uh, in Fitchburg, Wisconsin, with a little girl praying before bed. And her dad's watching her and asks if mommy's coming home. And then you're like, oh, God, what the fuck? Something real dark's going to happen. And then still dark, but like a little different than you expect. She's like, no, mommy's um, staying at the hospital with your sister. My God, that's sad. And during all of this, I just noticed like the background music is super fucking ominous. So I'm like, even while she's praying, I'm like, oh shit, something's about to happen. Because you know, when that background music is real ominous, you're like, oh God, this is bad. Well, well, also you could clearly tell that she was alone with her father because she was going to sleep with her hair in pigtail braids. And like, that is clearly something like mom was not home. Oh, you were just going to leave your hair like this. This is fine. They're really high and probably uncomfortable, but we're just going to leave your hair like this before instead you of brushing, sleep. instead of brushing them out before bed, like you would. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, and then they start showing the, as, as the lights off, she's trying to go to bed and you see like the branches, like blowing against the window uh, from the tree. And I'm like, motherfuckers trim those branches a that's annoying as shit b like isn't that gonna fuck up like the window at some point it was just really like i, I that was my yeah, first no, annoyance it's a, ha- and then I'm like, it's a hazard it's creepy. yeah I mean, you have a <laughs> storm like yeah yeah just trim your trees man like you should do that i, I know i know in- trimming is expensive but you could have just trimmed back the ones from the window yourself probably it just seemed lazy your insurance company would be very happy if you trim those trees yeah i'm just saying yeah. So, and then of course the little girl sits up in bed and you see, um, and closes and, cause she's like all nervous. And so she like is closed, jumps up and closes the curtain and you see one of the branches turn into a creepy fucking hand, of course. And so I wrote, I think I wrote like the word creepy in my notes, like 7 million times tonight, <laughs> by the way. So it's like a creepy hand from the branch and then it opens the fucking window and then a creepy old man. But I was like, <laughs> and like, so this is my bad, bad, bad nerddom the hooded character of the old man here looks like is it is it the paladin from star wars what's his name uh the, the emperor the emperor yes he looks like the emperor that's why i kept thinking of <laughs> the fucking emperor i was like what the oh, fuck is, is this fucking star wars shit like what is going on because then like 
anyways he leans our little girl and has like i was like <laughs> it's like it's a creepy old man with a with a hood and a glow stick in his mouth technically <laughs> that actually is supposed to be a woman that was a woman by the oh. way she was a very cute like redheaded like 50 year old lady and they put her into makeup to do that That's so funny. there's actually really impressive makeup that went into making her that way and they I have thought it like, like, I, thought like the, I thought it looked like the emperor from star wars there okay and yeah. and then and then I wrote down the creepy old man with a hood and a glow stick in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, you know he yeah. the, the he really. Remember, got- do you remember when they had those tongue? Remember when they had those tongue thing, the tongue pier tongue jewelry, and you could put like one of the mini glow sticks in it? Did you ever see that shit? Some raver bullshit. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. No. I and I had. I don't think it's. I, a, I don't think it's. I'm not saying yeah. it's a good idea. It's probably very it's unsafe. But I'm like, oh, they had glow in the dark fucking tongue. Well, I would say like when I, I when I had things. when I had a tongue piercing, yeah. like I did go to raves and nobody right. ever said like, Same. no. And I had like a zero gauge, like something fucking ridiculous. I'm like, oh I'm just making this thing huge. And probably yeah. like I had a I had a lisp, and it was just like a and like the 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 hole is still there. Yeah. Because so you can't funny. have you can't have a you zero gauge it that much. Yeah, no, 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 it's never going completely back. That's all there is to it. I mean, I'm yeah. gauge, but I never got that crazy. I didn't, I didn't I, gauge it up. I have no idea why I gauged that up. So, <laughs> I mean, and then I had like I have so many like weird like like my lip ring like that yeah. one which is like a terrible idea I never should have gotten the lip ring but yeah. that one still has the keloid underneath it so i can feel like where the scar tissue is and then like on my nipple rings like those holes are still there yeah so, same like, i was like and, like you can still see like on my lip like my, where i had mine sometimes and i've already i've had like some minor like super minor nothing crazy like a little bit of like a plastic surgeon try to like make it less obvious it worked but it's still kind of there and i'm like so it's really obvious. Okay, so. this is a warning. While piercings may not seem permanent, they leave permanent holes in your body. And as much as you're an 18-year-old yelling at your parents, like, this is who I am. Like, you, oh my God. I'm so, <laughs> so glad to this day that I did not get the eyebrow piercing I wanted so very badly. So, so, so relieved I never got that because I wanted my eyebrow pierced so bad, like real bad. And I never did it. And I'm so relieved because that scar would suck. Yeah. I know that would be there and your hair would probably like grow around like around oh, yeah, it now and like an eyebrow fashion changes so much like holy shit like what do you even do well with that? I mean my eyebrow fashion does not change well I'm just saying like I mean I never had like super thin eyebrows but like some people did and people care about that some people I'm you know saying. I have super thin eyebrows and they're microbladed but I also my eyebrows will always look like 1940s or 1950s because I'm never changing that shit and I can't I couldn't grow a bushy eyebrow if I wanted to like I'm just that's a part of like poor European ancestry where my eyebrows grow out to be blonde so if mm-hmm. I don't yeah, I actually Judy, they get me microbladed and I do not want to go get more tattoos on my face. Like this because that's what it is and it fucking hurts. It does hurt. And, and I I need it and I don't want to do it. I'm gonna have to get mine redone probably next year. Mine are good right now though. For now. But yeah. Okay, yeah. so, so, so we digress. <laughs> Back to the episode. Don't mind us. There's your uh, PSA <laughs> on body piercings and also and microblading. Um, and microblading. Welcome. You're welcome. So yeah, so I mean, we're getting, we're gonna go back to like some of the same conversation once again that they're having like, is this one of our cases or not? Because dad apparently sent them coordinates to go, the guys are driving, send them coordinates to go to some place in Wisconsin, to Fitchburg, Wisconsin. Dean's like, obviously there's something there for us. Sam's like, I did all my research. There ain't shit there for us. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. I, ha- I have a librarian note on this shit. Oh yeah? Okay. So because like, Lexus Nexus reference? Yeah, he is like, I did, you know, I, I did everything. I ran Lexus Nexus. Okay, if you have never like done proper research or haven't been a librarian, uh, Lexus Nexus is for legal reports. So they're basically like case law review and other thing. Like what the fuck would Lexus Nexus tell you about this? Like, like you're looking in the wrong database Sam like and I don't know if just because you're like at Stanford and you're wanting to go to law school they were like oh this is a database I had access to under my old student ID and I can still get into it um, but yet yeah, no that was bad bad writing and uh, yeah anyways yeah, so, so. very Liz was mad <laughs> Well, in town, there's a couple, they're in town and like kind of like poking around because they're like, well, if dad sent us here, maybe there's something. So anyways, and uh, Dean has a comment that I thought was kind of funny when he showed up with coffee and they're like, because he's obviously like picking the brains of the locals to see what's going on, if anything. 
And uh, he's like, the waitress thinks the local Freemasons are up to something. It's like, hey, yeah, no, comment, Free- but all right. Freemasons are shady. And um, also they're, sta- <laughs> they're standing in front of Glasso's lunch, which has served the best brat since 1968. Oh, and then yeah. I was like, damn, I want brat. So, but yeah, it was, so fun Wisconsin fact. And we're just, this is, I don't give a fuck. We're going on vacation. This is just going yeah, off. Into- be a lot of tangents. Um, we'll get this episode, we promise. Just stick with us. So. In Wisconsin, if you go through uh, airport screening, like you have to tell them if you have cheese or sausage before you go through, because those things look like dynamite and C4. So uh, because like they had to like search so many bags, they were just like, no, I've got some cheese and sausage in my carry on. They're not going to like do a hand like search of it, which is also really terrible because then I could be like have some dynamite and some C4 and be like, (laughs) I have some cheese and sausage. Not smart you to be a domestic terrorist but i'm just saying so yeah we just had a power out or i had a power outage because now apparently every time there's any kind of storm in texas like the power just goes out now so hooray um or it was because i was talking about being a domestic terrorist and i'm probably i know i'm on a lot of lists and the nsa was just like nah uh, girl shut it shut it stop her shut it down shut it down Oh man. Okay. So, anyways, we had cheese, so blots, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. I say my only and, thing I know about Wisconsin is my brother said he never wants to go there again because he had to quarantine there for two weeks for Navy basic training. Well, if good. you have to quarantine, I mean, but I have, you know, some dear co- oh, ex coworkers in Wisconsin. I've had some clients up there. Um, I, I I've flown into like one of the world, like America's smallest airports there where there was like only like one flight. There was one United flight and one American flight that went out at like eight o'clock in the morning and they shut down the airport until you came back to the outgoing flights at like six. Right. And there was one flight that went out and when that was just it. And if like, so so that that was all you had but yeah it was uh yeah yeah, yeah i was there in january too so thanks for my job for sitting in wisconsin in january yeah that is that sounds cold yep. yeah so all right so all right. all right so now we're back to they're in there we're talking about brats so they're they're sitting in this downtown and that's when they realize that there's no like kids at the playground after school hours which is fucking weird and so they also, also the fact get, that sam was like staring at the playground like yeah the creeper like hey we're yeah. all these kids and, and then they go talk to the lady sitting by herself at the playground which is a little yeah i will say the woman that they speak to at the playground will come back into supernatural importance as a different character later mm. but uh it's what there's they often reuse they characters. Use a lot of i've seen them, I've seen them reuse i've noticed that when i've been looking up like some certain characters they are in other show episodes yeah as well. but in much later seasons, she comes back as a pretty major not major player but a pretty important one which i was like oh i was like oh i forgot she I, hmm. so anyways interesting yeah so um Anyway, so they find out that there's a bunch of kids in the hospital and they're like, well, that's good. So all the parents are getting freaked out and that's why there are not very many kids at the fucking park, which, okay. And it's kind of a small town. So there's probably like not a ton of kids like to go there anyways. It seems like for, I don't know. I'm not familiar with Fitchburg, Wisconsin. My apologies, but it looks like a smaller town. It um, has a population of around like 25K, I think. Okay. So that's Cause I was looking it up because they're like, there was a suggested storyline for this that it had to do with mass hysteria and a witch and i was like well was there actually a mass hysteria and a witch and i couldn't find it in just the basic google searches i mean doesn't mean there wasn't like witch burnings there i mean it is wisconsin so well they um so they of course have to go check out the hospital now and this is one of liz's favorite parts of this episode <laughs> kidding uh and so they're walking in in their awkward suits um and uh sam's saying that he can't use that id because it says that he's a bikini inspector yeah, yeah. i'm like so do you like dean you couldn't go to you couldn't go to your kinkos like uh, yeah prime I, where, 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 <laughs> right he loves a fucking kinkos or coffee shop that's like his favorite thing to do and that's what he comes up with as an as a bikini inspector Anyways, yeah. so also, yeah, and the name that Sam uses is Jared Kaplan, which goes into the Sam uses tech shit and Dean uses rock stars. So Jared oh. Kaplan is actually a pretty 
I would say moderately famous, as long as they're pretty famous, a moderately famous tech guy, um, basically responsible for like paying computer technology. And he also went to Stanford. So I'm thinking there is the whole like, oh, this, there. Like, this is like a hero of mine from Stanford because I'm a nerd, but got it. Whatever. Yeah. So they claim to be from the CDC and he's like, no one's going to believe this is a real ID. And he's like, oh, Dean's like, it's just about confidence. And of course, nurse asked for an ID. He flashes it to her and then she's just like, okay, go that way. Like didn't read it at all. Oh. Yeah. And then I might notice this is like, well, maybe until say, see, I told you until you're away from the desk. Like yeah. they're like right in oh. front of her and they're like, ah, see, it worked. And like, oh. Yeah. It's a little awkward timing. Well, you know. Yeah. So anyways, as they're walking to, um, as they're walking to go meet up with the doctor in the pediatrics and find this, of course, Dean gets distracted by like this old lady sitting in a wheelchair, staring at kind of the wall slash window of her room and has an upside down cross on the wall. And he's like, whoa, what the fuck? And kind of just stares at her for a minute and then walks on. So you're like, okay, that's going to come back, obviously. But it uh, is. But also, I think there's a geriatrism. I don't know. Stop, don't be afraid of old people. So. Yeah. Uh, and so they find the pediatric doctor and he's like, yeah, I was about to call the CDC. I'm like, anyways, so they're, he's glad they're there. And I'm just like, uh, I feel like we know so much more about the CDC nowadays though. I'm like trying to think like in 2006, I'm like, okay, CDC exists. That's nice. But like now I'm like, oh shit, they called CDC. Okay. You know, like that's like, <laughs> it's different <laughs> perspective. I don't know. I guess you've heard about them a lot more. Yeah. But also, yeah, my, just... my notes are also, you were terrible CDC pips, peeps. You don't get pneumonia from an open window. That yeah. is not how you get pneumonia. And this has come up later. But fuckers, like it doesn't matter if you're cold. That does not cause you either bacterial no. or viral infections. Uh, that is no. not how this works. No. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. So anyways, so but they're saying that it's really weird that it seems to spread through like a nurse comes up and they're talking about how the, the disease spreads through families, but only the children, the families. And then they find out that none of these kids are conscious. Like they'll have like what they think is some form of pneumonia, but none of them are conscious, which is creepy. So they can't interview kids. So they go, the next best thing is go interview this dad that we saw at the beginning with the little girl and try to figure out like how he thinks that both of his kids now caught this shit. And of course goes back to the open window uh which obviously it wasn't and he basically thinks that his daughter opened it because he didn't know how else the window would have gotten opened yeah and also where was the wife from earlier so now he's just there by himself because they're like oh well he's gonna be here so clearly like we can go break into his house but his wife isn't there yeah well they were both at the hospital i think was the idea well it was supposed to be but she wasn't there like where the fuck was she I don't so know. I don't, she, I don't know. This just seems like bad just, breaking injury protocol. Like, just, yeah, I was gonna say there's just like just another casual B and E time for them, like yeah, like they do. No, they, mm -hmm. they are bad criminals. Like so, then they go and they break into this house and they just leave their very conspicuous car like outside. Right in front. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. My neighbors would notice. I'm just saying, and and even and my neighborhood is a little weird sometimes, but that's okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I think anybody would notice a giant Impala like parked outside of a house that never goes there. And while, you know, the parents are away in a hospital, yeah, someone's going to notice. Yeah. So yeah. anyhow, so they're inside and they start looking at shit. Yeah. And then at first they're like, well, everything looks fucking normal until Sam goes over to the window to check out the window that this is all about, which seems like a pretty good place to start, but that's okay. And um, there's a, like a, that giant creepy hand is has a handprint but it's kind of almost like burned into the wood and so they're like then dean has a flashback this is a flashback episode Ooh, flash. lots of flashbacks oh, and it's his dad you know, like you like your flashback sounds <laughs> so um and so it's little 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 itty bitty dean and his dad and dad's giving him instructions like how to take care of his brother and take care of the house while he's gone which by the way is like I'm gonna leave for it's like basically he's leaving for a few days leaving two small children in a motel which seems not safe just saying dude but, dude yeah <laughs> I have a, like, yes, cps would be there i'm just commenting well uh, not in a shitty a shitty motel cps is not going to shitty Maybe motels but, but also it, same as watching thundercats he I was thought. watching thundercats i was very excited about that and this this motel was bowling themed i don't know <laughs> it's really funny. i did catch that <laughs> like at first i'm like where what the fuck is this because there's like bowling pins making like like a wall screen kind of thing and i'm like okay and then later when they show the motel again it's like the even like like the like the front neon is like bowling theme kind of funny um 
I did like one of the notes, one of the notes that dad was giving him and he had to repeat back one of his instructions was shoot first and ask questions later. I'm like, oh, all right. All right, little baby Dean, here we go. <laughs> oh, you little Jackson. So they cut back to, um, they cut back to modern. And so now we've like, it's coming back because he, while he, while we we're in the flashback, we see that dad had this, a photo of a similar handprint, um, at that time. So Dean's remembering that. So that's because the, the handprint brought it all back for him. Uh, and so he knows that his dad's faced this monster before and calls it a, 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 a Striga. A Striga. No. Mm -hmm. And Dean, Sam's never heard of one before. And Dean's just being kind of elusive about it, but just like, okay. Um, He's hiding something. He's being cagey. Very, very cagey. And so um, they go check into their motel for the night and uh, there's a kid working at the counter. <laughs> kid cracked me up. Cause like the kid comes up to the counter when they go to check in and he just goes, King or two queens? And Dean looks over at his brother and goes, Two queens. And the kid goes, Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Burned, burned by like a 12 year old greatness. Yeah, my notice kid makes a homophobic joke. Well, that, so, too. That's true. that too. I mean, it was, but I mean, this, you know. Uh, yep. And so mom walks in and takes care of getting them actually checked in, blah, 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 with his random stolen credit card, like, like Dean does. And, uh, yeah. And while, and then, but while he's getting checked in, Dean's watching this boy make his little brother something, some dinner and has another flashback oh, with Dean and Sam arguing over the last bowl of Lucky Charms. I mean, Lucky Charms are fucking delicious. That is my favorite breakfast cereal other than Frosted Flakes. But so. also Samson wants SpaghettiOs, like, or whatever the fuck they call them. Cause I'm like, fuck yeah, I want some SpaghettiOs. Like, yeah. I would like those now. Like, those are delicious. Like, why are you turning down that delicious See, no, I'm, I don't love a spaghetti. I liked SpaghettiOs as a kid. I think you'd be very disappointed now. And then uh, Lucky Charms are no, still delicious. I, I have them occasionally when I'm sick. Okay. I would not be okay. disappointed. No. It's also, there is, uh, I was not allowed a lot of this stuff most of the time because it was too expensive. Uh, yeah. So I couldn't get, you know, like Chef, Chef Boyardee was very like special when I got it. Right. Because yeah. my parents never wanted to buy like, oh, we're not going to buy it this crap. We're going to make you other dinner. So when I got it, it was a very special thing. So I have a huge like. You have, a, you have a fun nostalgic yeah i do yeah i, I just like, love lucky charms forever i didn't eat a lot of sugary cereals as a kid yeah and i wasn't a, i was a cereal person so like lucky charms although there is like a cake that uh i think stephanie Izer does that's like a lucky charm cake and you can buy it on gold belly i saw it like in first st patrick's day and right. i was like oh that's really tempting it's like a hundred dollars like, do i want a hundred dollar cake i'm like yeah i kind of do i i did make the lucky charms cheesecake once there is a recipe for that out there in the world and it was pretty fucking delicious still. So, yeah. All right. Well, as we continue to, uh, you know. Yeah, but we're really, like, like the, the whole purpose of this is that we're seeing like how, like. This nostalgic moment where Dean lets Sam have the last bowl of cereal and then Sam in response gives Dean the <laughs> You cereal. said cereal. Oh, God damn it. I forgot how you say that Shut word. <laughs> cereal. So Dean lets cereal. Sam have the last box of cereal. Last bowl of cereal. And then, and then um, Sam gives Dean the toy that came in it. These, oh, this is <clears throat> to loop everybody in. There's an ongoing joke between Liz and my husband about how I say the word cereal. You see, and now you're just saying it right on purpose. So, anyways, yeah, okay. But, so, uh, so it's a cute little moment. So you're seeing like what what part of what the whole flashback thing is about is not just Dad and the monster. It's also re reminding Dean and Sam, uh, Dean of him and Sam's relationship. Boom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're getting a lot of this is why Dean is the way he is during this episode. This, yeah, this episode does a lot of that. So obviously the, they're back, you know, they go to their room and they're researching. And so Sam finds out that Striga is a um originates within Albania and they live off of Spiritus Vitae, which is basically feeding off life force, which kids have better life force than us folks that are not children anymore <laughs> and so uh and then dean's like oh yeah also they're invulnerable to all weapons that's fun and um uh yeah but then he kind of remembers that they can be killed when they're feeding because that's the only time they are vulnerable and so it needs to get some he's got to get his consecrated iron rounds ready for this motherfucker so do you think they're right i mean do you think that's what the the background of Astriga is I don't know. I bet you're going to tell me in lore. I think you? I am. I think there's, I think we need to have some lore here.
and we need to talk about some strigas. Okay, so there are a lot of things that get here, right? And this is actually, for the most part, pretty short lore because there's a ton of stuff on them. But yeah, Striga is really mainly an Albanian folklore. And it's a vampiric witch. I love the term too, the vampiric witch who sucks the blood of children. It's like two of Liz's favorite things, vampires and witches. But not children. Um, yeah. So, so by day, Strigas often appear as humans, often old women. And at night, they transform into a flying creature like a bug, a fly, or a moth. And legends of them likely stem from the Roman Strix. Uh, the only difference would be that the Strigas transform into flying creatures. Um, and, but there is also some owls and birds thing. So there's there's just a lot of mixed lore here. So there's mixed lore about them being able to shapeshift into other creatures like owls. Yay. Which is why also there is a, why the screech owl is somehow sometimes thought to be unlucky. They okay. primarily prey on infants and children. And yes, they do feed on spiritus vitae, which is Latin for breath of life at night. The affected then slip into a coma where they become open diseases and die from something that could be curable like pneumonia. Uh, in the Balkans, they're also they're called I vich, fuck I can't say this word V J E S H T I Z A. So the last word is shitsa. So vajitsa or vajitsa, I don't know. Isn't um, that a new treatment that Gwyneth Paltrow is promoting these days? I think so. You can find it in the you can <laughs> find it on Google or Gadge Candle. Most of the same things, and so they would like change themselves into flies or moths, and then enter through keyholes to suck blood, and then the person would get pallid, fevered, and die. So, how do they look? Astriga is often pictured as a woman with a hateful stare, sometimes wearing a cape and a horribly disfigured face. And really, the term striga is used commonly with the meaning of a witch, basically referring to a bad and ugly woman who casts spells on people, but really just male patriarchy bullshit um there are male ones um the male noun for striga is strigu or strigan and but they're often crafty creatures blending into society uh, a telltale sign of one of course is a multitude of sick children but also a young girl whose hair turns white is she's a striga if a woman turns hair a woman's hair turns white when she's 20 she's a witch so like don't let your hair go white when you're 20 or you're a fucking witch um all right so I how just, i would just be stoked i'm like i would be so excited like <laughs> yes. i would love the premature whiteness or the white streak so my goal is just the white streak in the hair mm -hmm. um, yeah all right so how do you protect yourself from the streak so there is an amulet that can be made to protect yourself from one and it's made from a silver coin and a handkerchief and there but you have to do some special things to it so my favorite fact about strigas they often drink too much blood and will routinely retire to the woods so they can vomit up the excess so they like to party and sometimes they drink too much and they have to go puke yeah so if you want to make this amulet you have to follow them out to where they're puking up blood and then you dip the silver in the blood and then you can wrap it in the handkerchief and you can take it to the person and then you so it's got to be a, so it's got to be a puke blood dipped amulet yep yep so I, but I, get, I get you, girl. Sometimes you just can't stop yourself. Um, some other fun ways. So witches, they would say that witches can sail on the sea in a boat made of the shell of an egg eaten on the 1st of March. But in general, people just, so like in the in Albania and the Balkans, people just smash all eggshells so witches couldn't sail on them. Uh, garlic was also considered to be good protection. So there's often garlic tied around the necks of children. And they're really powerful the first week of March, which it was trying to figure out like what the fuck March has to do anything. And I think maybe it's because, you know, that's spring equinox, Osteria happens yeah. like a few weeks later. So maybe it's right before like return, like there's the end of winter. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. That's why. But so in March, people in Albania would hang things in the doors like scissors and the combs for carding wool, a black thread tied in knots and non-specified acid fruit. So I'm guessing like a lemon or a lime, whatever the fucking acid fruit is. But that would protect the house and prevent strigas from doing evil in general. Uh, so they can only be killed in human form. However, you can catch one if you make a cross with pig's bones and fasten it to a church. Then she can't get out and she'll run around in circles. And then you can catch her while she's running around in circles. So it's like, like making your dog chase its tail? 
Exactly. So like the street guy will be like, oh my God, there's a cross out of pig's bones. And then she'll just run around a circle and you'll be like, that's the witch. And then you can catch her. Um, yeah. That's ridiculous. So if you catch a witch who has been sucking blood, you can save that person's life by mm. making the striga spit in the person's mouth. And according to like this one um, anthropologist article that I got this from, uh, she had she or he had an Albanian friend that described how he had seen his father do this to save a life of a child who was unconscious and cold. Fortunately, he found the right Striga. She denied guilt, but he dragged it to the dying child, clapped his pistol to her head, crying, spit or I shoot. And then, she, and then she spit in the kid's mouth and he gradually recovered consciousness and got well, which proved that she was the witch. So they could have just had the witch spit in all these kids' mouths and they would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hmm. All right, and hey. this is... Yeah, this is my favorite Striga story. And this is why, like, I am oh, I am down with you, Striga women. Like, I'm here for you. All right. So a young married pregnant woman uh, was craving wine. This is prior to, like, we shouldn't be craving wine. Uh, but the family was too poor to buy any. And her mother-in-law, who was a Striga, stripped the young wife naked and anointed her with a salve with saying magic words. And the young woman then shrank to the size of a bee. And she said, go to the cellar of so-and-so and crawl through the keyhole and drink all you want. But be careful not to say the name of God. So she's a bee. She goes into the cellar and she drinks her fill. And then she's so happy that she's drunk. She says, thank God. And then she turns back to her natural size. But now she's naked in a cellar. And so she's naked. And drunk. She's naked and drunk in the cellar. And she has to wait there until the owner of the house like wakes up. Wow. apparently was very nice and gave her a coke and just let her go on her way wow i'm here for you sometimes you just <laughs> i'm not maybe you're pregnant but sometimes you just really want to drink wine so if somebody can put me into like the size of a bee and i can go somewhere and then just like drink all i want but but also yeah. like was she drinking as much for like a bee size or for like a human that's size? A, that's a, that's a real question because yeah, like, but then, you're a bee and you're like fuck yeah this is great and then you go human's eyes you're like oh that was like a drop this is bullshit like, but then she's also like i'm here and i'm naked i might as well drink we'll some drink more. some more i'm already here i'm stuck here it's all right yeah so one rationale for this is that um overly protective mothers were wrapping their children up to protection against them and that was causing like crib death there's always like oh we need to protect you from these witches but we're inadvertently yeah. protecting you too much and we're killing you uh, so uh in the media there is a german hidden object game called striga summer camp which is very disturbing hmm. and like the description of the game is discover the secret of the eerie camp for kids and the wonderful hidden, eerie camp for kids and the wonderful hidden object game called striga summer camp Wow. People say what a serious thing can happen in the ordinary children camp, but nobody can even imagine that lots of children are missed there. Who is the cunning witch who kidnapped children and why is she doing it? Also, this is very much a German game. Also, we'll post the link to it in there, but yeah, it's like this is it's weird. Uh, yeah, real weird. And of course, we gotta get her some metal. Um, so there was a melodic gothic metal band named Striga from Tampa. Um, they were around in 2005 to 2006 and they had two members and they were named Scary and Deva. And I'm like, whoa, going back to Davis. Yeah. So, but, uh, and I'll post a link to them on there, but on the site, but Deva was, I think her name came, but she tried to find a new band after this broke up. You can see her ads for wanting to get additional bands. And, yeah. and maybe I met you at some time in a golf club in, in Tampa, Deva. And I'm sorry if I'm insulting you. Um, there also is a Malaysian instrumental rock band named Reset to Zilch. And they have a song on their, al- on their album, A Phantasm Antithetical, which is a crazy name for an album, yeah. named Striga. And actually, I kind of like the song, but it's instrumental, like really guitar, like riff driven. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be good stuff for me to write things too. I'm not a big instrumental person. So I'm very weird about it. Well, it's because you're really a singer and you want everything to be about you. That's pretty well, much that's, what, what that I think. Could, that could be it too. <laughs> it, could just, <laughs> it could just be my fucking ego. Okay. Yeah, just go with that. I just connect uh, more to the vocal track. I'm sorry. I want some lyrics, man. I want to have some like meaning in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so those are Strigas. Strigas. All right. 
That's so awesome. they they sound like a bunch of fun bitches to me. Uh, and they want to drink and puke some blood and then like go into cellars and get drunk while while looking like a bee. Well, like, like a bee and then run in some circles. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. All right. So, All right, so back to the scene. Back yeah, so, to the scene. So uh by the way, I did also notice in the scene, uh Sam has this really kind of weird dog shirt on and he's wearing it for like <laughs> but it's not even like posed like a greyhound it's like this just standing there it's just a really random shirt with a fucking greyhound on it it was a very specific random shirt that like yeah. and i saw nothing about where where this meaning came from i didn't see it in any costume notes or anything so. so all right well i was like he has an odd dog shirt on there we go um all right so they have to find an old lady because they think it's tied to a crone being the striga so that's what their their goal is and they're looking at obviously where all these kids are disappearing from. And of course there's a pattern to it around the hospital. And Dean's first thought is it's the old lady that he saw that had the upside down cross in her room because obviously it's her. So um, they go to go to confront her, like sneak into the hospital and uh, they sneak up on her guns drawn. Cause that's not sketchy looking at all. It's creeping up on an old lady in a hospital room. No, no, that's fucked up. I'm like, oh, you're pulling guns at an old lady. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, and so, and like, the I know you like, think she's you know. a monster, but, <laughs> but maybe you should make sure before you like have like guns, like at almost, you know, within like inches of her face. I don't know. So Dean uh, gets real close to her face and uh gets like real up in her face and of course she like turns suddenly and startles the shit out of him it's pretty funny but then she was like I, she was sleeping with her peepers open is what she tells them which is hilarious and sam keeps laughing about that for a while and then uh and apparently she'd been asking maintenance to fix the crucifix for like months <laughs> and so the it wasn't supposed to be upside down so. okay technically it's not a crucifix it's, just it's a not it's not a crucifix because there's not there's not a crucified jesus christ on it it was a cross it was just an upside down cross yeah high five diana got some hey now hold on no, they call it she they call it a crucifix on the I know show they it's do. inaccurate they, it's a cross it's yeah if it doesn't have a crucified person on it it's not a crucifix that's the difference so nope, it's go. just a cross i, I remember so. I, grew, I grew up catholic too i remember these things <laughs> um all right, so we're back at the motel and they're like, well, shit. Um, well, they're not back yet. Sorry, they're back at the motel. And now we see the creepy wind blowing, branches against the window. And like this mom and her two kids that run the motel live in the like office building. And you're like, well, fuck. Now this one of these kids is going because you know that's what's happening next, obviously. So um, anyways, the next morning, the guys are back at the motel and Sam's still giving Dean shit about the old lady starting the fuck out of him. And they see that the 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 boy, his name is Michael. That was uh fuck that they made a homophobic joke to Dean. Is the is sitting outside looking real fucking bummed, and basically uh, they find out that his brother's sick. So we're like, okay, yeah, duh. They took the 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 Strega took the brother. Okay, and um, but he's kind of like we're starting to see like that Dean's really seeing himself in this kid right now because he's the big brother and this kid's the big brother and trying to take care of his little brother with, well, parents really busy and. So uh, taking it very personal about um, the monster getting his little brother because he didn't latch yep. the window. Yep, didn't latch the window and that's how they got pneumonia. Ah! That's what I do is just say, oh, it's, it's very <laughs> odd that they were like still perpetuating that. I feel like this was pretty clear at this point in time. That, that was like, I mean, in 2006, people knew that that's not how you get pneumonia. It's kind of a weird I thing. still think people believe this like <clears throat> well, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you can, it's like you get like sick and are not taking care of yourself and you get run down and then you get cold and then it, it can exacerbate things, but like, that's not how you catch pneumonia. But anyway. No, it's your body has to work harder when it's fighting the elements. So if it's cold, then it's not, it's not focusing as down. much as fighting your immune system because it's working on fighting the cold, blah, 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 blah. But it's, that is not what causes shit. No, no. Science. Uh, all right yeah so so now we now we cut to, to what the, to this old-fashioned research tool called uh microfish that that's why i think that was microfilm i don't think that oh, was microfilm you're right okay my, but still it was still <laughs> old-fashioned nowadays nobody's using either of those anymore so yeah there we go it's microfilm um and he starts figuring out that and he's on the phone with dean who's at the hospital um and uh figures out that you know that this about 18 years ago is when dean remembers dad going after this monster and then he starts piecing back all the way back to the 1890s and finds a picture of the fucking pediatrician from the fucking hospital um 
along in this scene and basically like every 15 to 20 years yep. dozens of kids die around this area ish not exactly there but in the vicinity yeah, so I thought you might miss the Easter egg in what Sam was saying. Uh-huh. So Sam goes, before that, there was uh, Ogdenville. Before that, there was North Haverbrook and Brockway. Those are all the Simpsons monorail song. They're not actually towns, but it's like, oh, we had you had it in Ogdenville. Yeah, so there's a total Simpsons reference in there. And then I got the monorail That's song stuck funny. in my head. But That's yeah. Funny. Well, anyway, so then you see, um, uh, anyway, so it's, it's on my, on my nose. Like, that's just so fucking awful. It's the fucking pediatrician. How creepy, but yeah. And well, so. Well, he looks creepy. That dude did not look okay. He yeah. looked creepy as fuck. Well, anyways, so you see, um, uh, do you see Dean back at the hospital and the doctor's asking him about like, how's the CDC found anything? And then like, he's like, oh, we're looking into it kind of thing. And the doctor says something like real sketchy about how like how important the kids are to him. I'm just like, well, they are important to him. Creepy bastard. And so then they're back at the, back at the motel. And I guess Sam, uh, Sam didn't have a minor epiphany about Dean being responsible and not shooting the fucking doctor right then and there. <laughs> Cause they were stoked that Dean didn't have his gun because he probably would have, and it wouldn't have killed him. And it would have been a whole thing. But it was kind of a funny scene, I thought. Yeah, yeah but no. we're really, really seeing like so. Dean wants to. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Before you get to the the bait part, so I was my notes say Dean was actually smart and didn't open fire in a pediatric ward, but then he used the word clip and is less smart. Oh yeah, that's always disappointing. Like, oh, no, it's not. Oh, you guys should know better, and they do get yeah. better in the show. But I'm like, come on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, they're like, let's use a kid as bait. That's yeah, so Dean's stoked about using a kid as bait. Sam's like, oh, this might not be a great idea. But we're really seeing like the Dean is hiding something and really and blaming himself for all these deaths. And also just like is really connected to this 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 kid, Michael, the older brother. So um, this is when Sam kind of realizes that it's kind of odd that their dad was not successful in killing this monster, basically. So we get another flashback. Woo. And Dean's finally fessing up. All right. So yeah. then jo- basically, you know, we find out what happened and that Dean went off to play some video games and yeah. came in and the streak is there and it's sucking out, it's sucking Sam's blood, but we'll sucking well, Sam's his, essence. His life force. His spirit is vitae. And yeah. then John comes in and like, his Dean is going to shoot the thing. John comes in and then John lashes out at Dean for leaving the room. And I'm like, um, you left a child to watch another child fucker. Like you cannot be mad at like this. What is he like 12? Like if Maybe. that, yeah. Yeah, I'm terrible at judging kids. But it's like, no, you left a baby to watch, watch another baby. baby. You can't be mad at him for like yeah. what happened. So fuck you, John. Um, so I'm like, Dean feels super guilty about this and he shouldn't because fuck you, John. That's yeah. pretty much my mm-hmm. name there. <laughs> fuck you, John. <laughs> In summary. Yeah. Well, so um, I even worse is he's like, oh, we, we so now, this to Pastor Jim's. And I'm like, you had a place yeah. to leave these children with an yeah. adult? And, and he chose like, not to. I'm hotel room this seems like a great bowling but the bowling place seems safe the bowling theme yeah the bowling theme motel seemed like a much better idea than leaving the children with the pastor that you ended up having to take them to anyways because they were unsupervised children that needed supervision and attention anyways so yeah so but we're really 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 seeing now that like dean blames himself because a he feels like he didn't protect his brother but he also feels like the monster got away because he didn't protect because his dad had to take them somewhere else because he didn't listen to his dad's instructions. And so now it's like the snowball of all the kids that have died since that time are all Dean's fault in his mind, basically, because dad didn't kill the monster then. And all the kids that are sick are his fault. So he's like, I really got to get this motherfucker. Um, yeah, because dad never caught the streak at that point. So there we go. And so he's like, basically, dad sent me to this is unfinished, my unfinished business that dad's sending us to take care of. Which is kind of fucked up, also. In, yeah, in John's. Yeah, no, that's fuck you, John. I think yeah. that's, yeah. So kid, they try to t- they tell this kid they want to be fucking bait, and the kid's not stoked. Obviously, like uh, it's a kid being told he's be monster bait, so he doesn't believe in any of this, anyways. But then it's also like fuck you, 
And finally, uh, did you notice behind the kid there was still a bunch more fishes like mounted on? The no, I missed it. Oh yeah. man, there's like two or three of them. And I'm not just picturing like this prop room full of like mounted fishes, like and there's just like a thousand tax- of them. The taxidermy collection in general for the show must be phenomenal. For the yeah, the they're just like pulling them out and it's like, oh, like okay, what does this room need? Fish. <laughs> yep. Just, just add some more fish. Yeah, um, that'll make it look like a small town motel. Just stick some fucking fish on the wall. Uh, yeah, so anyways, the kid's like not into this and then finally like comes back around and says like, obviously he's he's going to come help his brother. There's like a sweet bonding moment with Dean and uh, Michael about would you do anything to help save your brother kind of thing. It's, it's, it's cute-ish, but also still kind of fucked up that they're getting this kid to be babed. <laughs> so... Um, they set up, uh, they, they've got the camera set up to try to like catch the Shriga coming for the brother and they, they're in the next room with their laptop, which, you know, it, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It works, but the kid's really worried about getting shot by them. Like legit worried. Like that's what, that's what I think really like Dean hadn't thought that part through and it's like making it up of like, oh yeah, no, like once we come in the room, roll onto the floor and cover your ears. Have you ever heard a gunshot? only on tv no not the same thing okay cover your ears really good and stay down <laughs> and like it's like oh god like yeah um yeah so they're watching and like th- while they're waiting for this thing to show up which is like after three in the morning which is real fucking late because um, i'm i can't do that anymore. um sam's like a party we we've Shriga's learned party that. i know they party hard man they gotta get all that get all that life force they can go yak it up in the woods once they overdose yep um Sam's apologizing to Dean in the scene for giving him such a hard time for following their dad's orders and that he understands why Dean did because Dean felt so responsible for things that happened afterwards that weren't really his fault, but that's why he feels so intent to follow what dad says. And that's kind of, I think that was a pretty, like they don't treat this moment as like super epiphany, but it's kind of a big deal in their relationship because Dean's always like, I'll do whatever dad says. I follow dad's orders, boom, 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 boom. And Sam's kind of like, we can't even find dad we can kind of check shit out and kill some monsters but everything is kind of with a grain of salt i thought that was a pretty interesting scene no i think it really does point to oh god i'm yawning sorry uh but i think it does point to just a really characterization of this is why i follow orders because if i the time i didn't follow orders you almost died Mm -hmm. so that makes it such like oh this is a really important thing that i need like, I yeah. need to make sure that you're safe. And it's not just because I'm a good son. It's because the consequences are, if I don't do this, you right. are going to die. And I care about and other people or And other people will die too, yeah. not just my brother. But yeah. Yeah. So anyways, they, so they finally, we finally see the, finally the wind picks up. Finally, they get the creepy hand in the window. Finally, the, uh, the emperor gets into the room. Kidding. The <laughs> um, kidding. Um, gets in there and he starts to lean over Michael. And Michael's like sitting up waiting for this motherfucker. Like Michael's like down, like staring it down. Like, all right, all right. You got, you got some little balls on this kid. Um, but then um, as he starts to suck his life force out, of course, the, bo- the brothers bust in the room and... and michael they have to wait for michael to roll off the bed which takes a second then they start blasting the they start shooting the the um the striga but i'm thinking in my head which i think is what happened here that he was no longer vulnerable he had stopped feeding long enough that he like that that shooting of a bunch wasn't going to kill it because it was still somewhat somewhat invulnerable to weapons and so they're all like oh i think it's down but of course it's not um so it's uh it pops up grabs dean throws him then attacks sam again of course it gets sam not dean but which ties back into you know dean's fears about not being able to protect his brother so it's important that this happened but also it was like very predictable but that's okay and um and then while the striga is trying to feed on sam because once again they can feed on humans they just or adults they just prefer children dean is able to shoot it and kill it yeah Uh, i mean my, my one of the things i was wondering was not just it has to be feeding but also it's like well they're doing a lot of center mass shots and yeah. so when dean shot it he shot it between the eyes so that was a headshot so maybe it had to be a headshot that, and that matters a, a lot in a lot of lore that could be it for yeah. sure or also sam was shooting so he probably missed like a bunch of shots he's so not a great shot he's never been a great shot in this, no, in this series so, no, far, so. so um yeah so the thing the the it, it goes down and it kind of starts dissipating and then <laughs> stands over it and like 
does empty his magazine into it. And it was pretty funny. Not as clip. Yeah. Not, so also like unless it's an SKS, it's not a fucking clip. Yeah, no, it's not in a rifle and it's not yeah. anyways. Okay, so um one thing too, I was thinking about just this when the streak of, like dies, it's also like, doing some acid burning shit into the carpet. Yeah. Like, I am pretty also yeah, I'm pretty sure also some of those rounds went into the wall. So how is this poor child going to explain to his mom, while you're out, I burned a bunch of acid into the floor and then yeah. there's a bunch of bullet holes. That That's a really good question. I did not think about that. There's a lot to fucking explain there to mom. Yeah, and, they, and they're like, we're outie. Like, <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye. Hey, monsters, monsters dead. Bye, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. So yeah, they're then they're leaving, and of course, apparently, so mom shows back up, and the little brother's gonna be fine. All, apparently, all the kids are magically better now. It's a miracle. So because they weren't sure apparently that that was gonna work, they weren't even sure if killing the Striga would actually bring these kids back. Uh, they just knew it would at least stop it from hurting any more kids. But yeah. it actually was. It did stop the Striga. Stop the ki- the kids. All got better. And, because it'd be a um, real sad episode of the kids died. Anyway. Yeah, right. It's like, well, these kids died, but no more kids will die. Like, fuck, this is fucking depressing as shit. Um, and then there's kind of another little interesting, um, you know, it's actually a fairly like for for the story being like not my favorite. The um, some of the the character portions were pretty fucking critical. Like the like like the brother thing about Dean following his um dad's orders all the time and then we get to where uh um sam is reflecting on the fact that now michael knows that there's something out there like it's, it's sad that michael will always know there's like monsters out there of some kind yeah, he lost his innocence yeah and that yeah he, and then he's jealous of that and then dean makes a comment about how much he like sometimes he wishes that sam basically wishing that sam could still have his innocence too not himself but he sometimes wishes yeah. Sam. Also, too. they said this over Trunk, by the way. They did. They were standing over Trunk during this conversation. Team Trunk! Hi, Trunk. You didn't get to see do. anything fun in Trunk, but Trunk was there. Yeah, <laughs> no. They just, uh, there was just some bags in Trunk. And I yeah. was like, what? This is not it Covered exciting. all the fun shit. Yeah. But yeah, so it was just kind of an interesting exchange because Dean doesn't wish for his own innocence. He wishes for his brother's innocence. And um, I thought that was, in- I thought I just thought that was a little bit interesting. And then the, the outro song, I didn't get um, to look a lot of the band. The band's called uh, Molly, but the uh, the song's called Another Day of Regret that's playing on the Netflix version on the outro right here, which I thought tied well into the conversation they just had about the loss of innocence and um, like fears and regrets. So there you go. Oh, that's it. Boom. That's something wicked. There's something wicked this way comes. No, my thumbs did not twitch. I don't think something wicked this way comes. Uh, if I I like the Shriya. I think it's an interesting random thing to put in there. Um, I don't think yeah. there would be as much shit on the internet about Shriyas if there was not this episode because a lot of the times we search for this, it goes back to it. And even in most of my books, I wasn't finding that much on it. So, hmm. um, And you have quite a collection of books about weird shit. We do. I need more though. You want to send me some books on weird shit? Always down with it. Uh, but yeah, I thought like it was, you know, a random but not random thing. This is like kind of the first delve into witchcraft, but not really, yeah. um, really more of a monster. So I did like the monster of the week portion of it. Um, yeah. I thought that was an interesting, you know, it was good. I, and I think it also kind of shows that you could have monster of the week and push character development as you're going right. through using mm-hmm. to tell the story of really the relationship between the brothers which is really interesting because we're getting near the end of the first season right so this is 18 right, right? so yeah. we know there's some climaxes they're going to have to come that they've been building up to all this so the fact that we still went through and did a monster of the week and not something else i thought was interesting and i thought it was really important too to have this character development for dean because like i mean so the the you know the kind of like characterization of Sam's the smart one, but Dean's the tough one. Like kind of, sort of, not exactly. I know they both got their moments and their own things, but that's kind of the over, like the overarching concept with their characters to an extent. Like I said, not it's not that simple, but kind of. But I think it showed the depth of like, Dean doesn't just follow orders because he's a dummy and that's all he knows how to do. He has deep-seated emotional reasons as to why he just follows fucking orders. Like that's his thing. And But he has a reason 
good, bad, right, wrong, blame John, whatever. He has a fucking reason at least. And that's why he acts the way he does. I thought that was, an, I thought that was pretty key. And I also think that for Sam to realize that was important because Sam just kind of was like, what the fuck most of the time about like Dean just like falling blindly and stuff. Yeah, because so. I would be too. I'd be like, why are you not rebelling? Yeah. But also I think, you know, as much as we don't think about our parents being human beings, I think sometimes we forget that our siblings have different experiences when it comes to our parents because we yeah. see, like we share the exact same thing. But oh yeah. Really, I mean, there's, you know, one, there's just like the thing that happens with being an older, the older child. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and you're like, Yeah, I know being the oldest mm-hmm. child is hard. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest. It is hard sometimes. And I'm the baby, but I'm clearly the better child anyway. So it doesn't really <laughs> matter. Um, but yeah, I think it's just kind of it, human comments on that. I think is is an interesting thing. Yeah, I think it's important. There we go. That's our that's episode uh, eighteen of uh, season one, episode eighteen of uh, Supernatural, and our take on it. Uh, and now, are we now, And now it's our countdown to vacation. So, yeah, <laughs> there we go. All right, we're gonna we're gonna sign off and get the fuck out of the United States. Sorry guys. Cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks! Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow! Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Roscoe. Meow! Meow!